I want to start by talking about what's gone on with Facebook. I mean, there was obviously the AG's suit and concerns there. The entire case was dropped. As far as the FTC, it's my understanding here that the case has not been dropped, but the complaint has been dropped, which gives the FTC a chance to come back and really move this case forward. It's not over yet. So I'll start with you, um, Garrett, as we talk about this. You know, they could come up with a different type of complaint to make their case. That's correct, Nicole. They can definitely do that. And what's interesting is that President Biden, his administration, being uh, the moderate that he is, it's interesting that he's getting bipartisan support. You know, we talk about Washington gridlock, what's happening in 2021 and previous years. And you have senators like Ted Cruz and other Republicans who have approved or have confirmed uh, the nomination of Lena Khan uh, as uh, Joe Biden's uh, person to run the FTC. And she has a wealth of experience and knowledge, and she's going to have to utilize a lot of pieces on her uh, chessboard, so to speak, to make a, a impact of how do we want to rewrite these antitrust laws? Do we want to amend them in some way? Do we want to rewrite them completely? Because in Europe, they seem to be more strict than here in America, from what reports I've gathered, uh, that in America and in previous uh, years under different administrations, uh, cracking down hard on big tech companies, big tech companies who, uh, like pharmaceutical companies, provide and bolster the strength of the American economy. And if investors who want to invest in stocks, whether it's Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, Microsoft, Google, Qualcomm, a lot of different companies, a lot of fee-based revenue models for Twitter as well that are allowing these tech companies to make a lot of revenue generating possibilities for consumers. Are antitrust regulators going to crack down really hard? So all of this comes into play of how the next 30 days will unfold and how they want right. Lena and her team to uh, make the next move. Right. I know you were talking about the fee-based models for Twitter. Lance Ulanoff, you were talking about Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. Um, they were all things that you wanted to discuss here. What do you want to hit first? What's most on your mind? Well, Is it a I'm winner or a say, loser in this group? I mean, I'm just going to say very quickly on the Facebook side, you know, that uh, right now that case, you know, the judge basically said you didn't prove that it was a monopoly. You know, the benchmark right. for monopoly is that there's no competition. Basically, you own the market, you know, uh, and they don't, obviously. You know, all of the stuff we're talking about here, uh, TikTok and uh, Snapchat and uh, Discord and Clubhouse, you know, there is competition. And I think, you know, certainly to the other panelist's point that, Antitrust laws are going to have to be rewritten to take into account scale and influence because they don't really look at that. And I think that's a change that's probably going to have to come. But that won't come in the near term by any stretch. Uh, you know, the other stuff, you know, this is a very strange time for social media because uh, it's quiet, right? You know, on you know, just activity front, people walking away from the computers a little bit, taking a little break. But the com companies are gearing up for what's going to be a potentially a difficult regulatory season. They know that this is not the end. You know, what just happened in this court is by definitely not the end of regulation or, or looking at antitrust. Every single one of these companies is thinking about it. Meanwhile, while watching their backs, you, you look at Snapchat and what they're doing. You know, yes, they just hired a couple of TikTok executives. Why are they doing that? They're scared to death. TikTok is the number one download in the App Store, right? Right now, it is within on the you know for the generation Gen Z, it is within like one percent of usage of 
of uh, you know TikTok of Snapchat, like basically right on their heels. They have to do stuff now to prepare for the next 12 months, which are going to be difficult because TikTok could eat their lunch. Mm-hmm. And then, Garrett, when we look at what's going on, you mentioned that what's going on with Twitter's subscription service, for example. Obviously, they got to get some money, these companies, too. They definitely do because they have ticketed spaces, they have super followers, interesting models that have come into play of how uh, consumers can make revenue. And what's interesting about, you know, whether it's Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and all of these other tech companies, they're really getting involved in the virtual reality, augmented reality world. You know, at Wave Capital, we represent a virtual reality, augmented reality based company in the UK, which will have a big consumer base, obviously, in the US. But that's how they're thinking about revolutionizing themselves in the tech world, right? And if they are thinking about how are we going to make money in other ways where, you know, Facebook and Twitter, you know, had free services, Amazon have kept prices low to compete with other retailers. But if these companies start making a lot of money, significant money uh, with their consumers utilizing these platforms on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, minute by minute, right? Then we're going to have to figure out, or the federal government's going to have to figure out how do we, um, you know, it's a delicate dance. How do we uh, allow these big companies to make their wealth? You know, obviously you want to be distributed to the wide range of Americans, but we don't want them to get so big. It's almost like the Teddy Roosevelt effect, right? Is Joe Biden going to be that type of person who's cracking down on major companies? Lance, final thoughts here as the ad dollars are coming back because, you know, they weren't advertising trips and cruises and things like that during the pandemic. Those have to be coming back. Is there room for all of them? Do they all seem to be succeeding going forward here? I think there's definitely still room for all of them, but they're all trying to shift away a little bit from ad-generated revenue. Certainly Twitter, like 86% of its revenue comes from ads, and it's trying all of these different programs, none of which, you know, tipping, Twitter Blue, you know, the subscription plan, none of them are proven yet because all of these services have been free for so long, and the whole model has been ad-based. But yes, you're absolutely right. Heading into a good season, this is, you know, the, the, the vaccinated summer of love where everybody's going out, hugging, doing stuff stuff and people are advertising to them on these social platforms. So it's good news right now, but it's a question of long term. How are they going to ensure that their revenue is uh, mixed up among various sources over the long term? 